Welcome back to Money Mile. I am your host, Justin Waller, and I am happy you are here. Money Mile is where we help active, time-crunched people increase their confidence in their finances while increasing their fitness. We package financial education into roughly mile-sized educational bits for approximately one mile on your long, steady run, and we strive to make each episode valuable for you. This is the best financial education podcast designed for triathletes and runners. In our last episode, we talked about the Olympic level of your financial training plan related to risk management. Your homework was to think about one thing you can do to improve your risk management plan and do it. We talked about identifying things that would have a big impact on your world if they happened and things that you could do that would either reduce the likelihood of that happening or reduce the impact on you. So what did you decide to do? And how did it go? Whatever you chose to do, I hope it is going well for you. If you would like to let us know how things are going, or if you have any questions, you can email me at info at wallerfc.com. In today's episode, we are going to level up your work on the investment management component of your financial training plan. Let's face it, personal finance sometimes feels like a foreign language. We are here to help active people live more financially confident lives. We would prefer to spend our time and energy making great educational content for you to enjoy on your next run. But we also want to get this education into the ears of more triathletes. We are better educators than marketers, so please help us grow the community by sharing this resource with your training buddies and friends. Back in episode 25, we talked about the basics of investment management for active people. This is similar to the strength training component on a physical training plan. I shared some of the basics, and today we're going to take this program up a notch or two by discussing some different concepts and giving you some additional information to help you be more efficient with your investment management strategies. Now, there are two primary things we're going to cover today. Risk tolerance and model portfolios. All of us have an internal barometer for risk. We may consider ourselves conservative, aggressive, or somewhere in the middle. And it is important to understand this about ourselves, but this is only part of the equation. Risk tolerance also has a lot to do with your time frame. If you need money tomorrow, you can't afford to take a lot of risk with it. You don't have any time to let the money go up and down in value or have time for it to recover. If you need the money 30 years from now, your risk tolerance should be different and therefore your portfolio should be different. When you are dealing with money you need in 30 years, you are dealing with different risks like inflation and taxes. The money you need to pay your bills tomorrow or next week should be handled differently than the money you need in 30 years. Think for a moment about one of your training buddies. Someone in the peak training phase preparing for their sprint distance A race. It's only two weeks out and they text you on Friday morning that they are going to do an iron distance triathlon on Saturday and ask you what you think. But what would you tell them? Generally speaking, I think there is a time and place for most things. This, however, is crazy pants. Sprint triathlons are great. Iron distance triathlons are great. Now, while both events involve swimming, biking, and running, you prepare for each of these events in a very different way. The timeframes are wholly different. This is similar to the financial scenario I hear about often. 
someone is getting close to retirement and they think they need to move all of their investments to a conservative portfolio just because they're retiring soon. Cash is great. Long-term investment portfolios are great. In reality, if an active person is retiring today, it is possible they will have multiple decades to draw on that portfolio. The inflationary pressure over a normal 30-year retirement will cut the value of cash by more than half. So how do we handle this? I suggest you have all the money you will need for the next two years in cash because you can't afford for it to go up and down in value. The money you will need for the next three years should be positioned in an income-oriented portfolio so it will better keep up with inflation but not be subject to as much volatility. And then leave all the rest of your portfolio in a long-term primarily stock-based investment portfolio. This is where risk tolerance comes in. If you are conservative, a 70% stock and 30% bond portfolio would be a good starting point for that long-term portion of the portfolio. If you are an aggressive investor, a 90% stock portfolio with 10% bonds could be a better fit for you. And if you consider yourself somewhere in the middle, 80-20 is a great place to start. And this is where you can introduce the idea of a model portfolio. You can think of a model portfolio as an off-the-shelf or out-of-the-book triathlon training plan. Usually, there are several varieties, but you have to find the right one for you. And most of them are based on the distance of the race you are doing. Uh, for example, a sprint or an iron distance race. And they provide you with the prescribed amount of swimming, biking, and running. Most have a series of workouts and a weekly breakdown of when you should do what. Most of the time, you will need to customize this training plan based on your strengths and when you like to train. A well-designed training plan is going to get you to the start line healthy, but it is up to you to do the work. Model portfolios are very similar. They provide a roadmap for your investments, but it's up to you to make it work. Believe it or not, we have already talked about five different model portfolios, cash, income, and three different growth portfolios. There are some additional things to consider when you're working with your model portfolio. On the stock side, we can consider how much US-based stock exposure you have and how much international or emerging markets. I fully recognize here that the majority of our listeners are US-based listeners. So if you are outside of the US and you need to look at some other aspects to customize your model portfolio, I highly encourage you to do that. Uh, we'll have some resources in the show notes of how to find someone that can help you customize your own models. But that's primarily the stock-based side of things. On the bond side of things, we also want to think about the quality of bonds that we hold and how long until those bonds mature. Most investment management systems today are based on some sort of model portfolio as a base to work from. You can choose to use a model portfolio as it is or customize it to your needs. Many companies have pre-built portfolios that you can invest in essentially right off the shelf and everyone gets the exact same portfolio. You can also choose to customize your own portfolio while using one of these models as a starting point. If you are interested in looking at some model portfolios, check out the show notes for this episode and you will see examples of four of the portfolios I just described. You'll find model portfolios for the income-focused portfolio, then conservative, moderate, and aggressive growth portfolios. Those are the stock-based models. 
those should be a good starting point if you want to manage the investments yourself. There is nothing magical about these models. They should not be considered specific investment advice for you. They're just a starting point. If you took an off-the-shelf training plan and decided to customize it to your needs, you can think of these models the same way. These models should be customized to your needs, and many times it's easier to start with something rather than writing out everything from scratch. I talk with folks often who are trying to beat the market, and the two most common attempts I see are trying to find the next hot stock tip or trying to time the market. Please keep in mind that there is an entire industry of very smart, highly paid people that try to outperform the markets every year, and most of them fail. The investment markets are not exactly logical. As a bit of a reminder, in 2020, when the COVID-19 pandemic spread across the world, the S&P 500 was up 16%. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Investing systematically over long periods of time based on your time frame and your risk tolerance are typically a much better approach. I suggest that you do what works over a long period of time. If at some point in the future you want to experiment with a little bit of individual stock picking or something like that, you can. I suggest you keep it to 10% or less of your overall portfolio. If you get tempted to time the market, start with a model and tilt the stock allocation a little bit this way or a little bit that way. As with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we're going to talk about a little bit of homework for this episode. Think about your current investment management plan. Consider a couple of things. A, when you think you will need the money. And B, is it invested in alignment with your risk tolerance? If your portfolio is not in alignment with when you will need the money, either find a model portfolio that is a better fit for you or talk with your friendly local fee-only financial planner. I also have included links in the show notes to a couple of resources to find a planner if you don't have one already. You'll find links to the XY Planning Network, the Fee-Only Network, and the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. It is not about being perfect once. It is about continuously making things better. Regardless of where you are in your financial race, you can always make things better for you and your financial future. In our next episode, we are going to continue to improve your financial training plan, and we are going to work on goal setting at the Olympic level. Bit of a heads up for you here, Money Mile has been sharing financial education in mile-sized educational bits for over a year, and we are looking to improve what we are doing. We have some exciting changes coming your way within the next several episodes, so keep your ears open and let us know what you think. I hope this has been a valuable investment of time for you. I want your life to be better because you join us here. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. And I look forward to talking with you next time on Money Mind.